0: Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George. And this is Trans Fantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it.
0: We actually got the whole tagline in this time. Yeah, I've been resistant for a while. You have been? Mm-hmm. You've been resistant to a lot of what it's supposed to be or how it's supposed to go lately. I'm so
1: tired of what it's supposed to be and trying to make it get there.
0: That's the challenge is trying to make it get there because like there's all this supposed to, but it's all our freaking responsibility to make it do what it's supposed to. And so anytime we can get away with not what it's supposed to, or that it doesn't have to be our responsibility or our job to make it what it's supposed to. Then we, we aim for
1: it. You aim for we, we choose to not make it our responsibility and all the things that
0: you said. Well, I yeah. said all the supposed tos, and then you're like, we aim for it. And I'm like, we aim for the supposed to? <laughs> no, we
1: aim for the freedom from it.
0: Okay, there you go. Okay. I was confused for a second. Well, you know,
1: it's evening. It is. Yes.
0: But we have weird communication styles anyway sometimes. Is, like- that, is that what we're talking about? About gender differences and how they apply to us or don't apply to us and our differences in relationship as well. Okay. Does that sound like what we talked about the other night?
1: Yes. Okay. How does that have to do with our communication styles outside of this example?
0: That girls are normally thought of as being word people and boys are usually thought of as being grunt and kick things people.
1: Got it. Unless they're that guy who won't shut up.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for not being that guy. You're welcome. Although you could inch closer to it on occasion. Probably. (laughs) Because you do tend to be the grunt and kick things guy.
1: I actually don't get to kick things enough as far as I'm concerned. Okay, fair. (laughs) But It's not in the supposed to category.
0: True. Mm -hmm. But... We do have different communication styles, and they are kind of gendered. And it's always funny to me when we do fall into stereotypical, you know, gender-essentialist tropes. Mm -hmm. Because it's better to find it funny than it is to find it annoying.
1: That is true of many things.
0: Right? Yes. (laughs) This was highlighted the other day when you and your colleagues were at a training or a meeting or a something. We were probably just at work when you were talking about when when your boss gave you the thing about love languages. Yes, that was just a day at work. It wasn't like a staffing or a meeting no, or a. They,
1: they had mentioned it in a staffing that they were going to send us this survey. Oh, okay. That helps your supervisors understand your work appreciation language, which is also what people call language of love. Yes, in other. Circles.
0: There, there's probably many of our listeners who are familiar with the quote unquote five love languages. There are memes that go around with these things about tacos, like love language of giving gifts is here, have a taco, and acts of service is I made you tacos. And you, you get the idea. These are funny. Yes, dear. <laughs> if I have to explain that it's funny, it really isn't, huh? Uh, I understood. Okay. Yes. So they were applying this to the ways that your supervisors at work could express their appreciation for your efforts.
1: Yes, because this is supposed to be for them to have better communication with us and a better interaction with us, you know, individually by knowing those things about us. And they do have these type of trainings and surveys and so forth every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Some people see that trend as this is to make them look like they are trying to do the thing. Yeah. And we, we, had, we had a little discussion about it tonight. There was a f- fair number of us still there.
0: In the office before you left this evening. Yes. The, the people w-
1: who wanted to use their words were expressing that <laughs> they felt it was vague or not necessarily applicable to our type of work. Right. Or such. Also, some discussion about, well, that would be my overall language, but not necessarily what I would want from this place of employment. And I I tried to say something too, but there were a lot of people who liked to use a lot of words, so... I don't think I got that in, but, but my point was, you have to think about who you're doing this survey for.
0: Yes, and you told me that you had done that. And it made sense to me because if you're taking a survey, it's sort of like, when you take these hiring surveys and, and it's part of like a job interview or an application process, you know what the right answer should be. If you're picking something else, that's a problem. So yes. if you're filling out this love language survey or appreciation languages survey at work, like one of my strongest love languages is physical touch. Yes. Let's cuddle while we eat tacos. Right. Uh, I do not want to be appreciated through physical touch at work. Right. (laughs) That's also why I think I had a really, really hard time when we were share when we were split houses because you did not want to be touched at all, and I I just realized that like oh I feel appreciated well, that- and loved when you just reach out and touch me casually for no good reason besides you wanted to, and that makes me feel really loved. And oh yeah, he didn't touch me for almost six months straight except when we scheduled it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well.
1: That, that does make sense. That would make you feel very uh, isolated or, you know, uh, out of sorts.
0: Yes. But anyway. Anyway. You filled this out knowing that the people who were going to be expressing their appreciation for you by way of this particular survey responses... Yes. Were your supervisors at work and you answered accordingly? I did. I don't know
1: that I would have answered much differently anyway. And maybe that's why they couldn't help themselves. Right. You know, because my work wife, after having filled it out and realizing her answers were like words of appreciation or recognition or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and knowing that that hasn't gone well for a long time mm-hmm. and may not have. A chance of an icicle in hell of ever going well. (laughs) Um, was a little put out when she realized those were her answers, and now they were going to do her no good, as far as she was concerned.
0: Meanwhile, your answers were highly skewed towards things like receiving gifts. You will feel appreciated at work if they give you a Starbucks card or a tray of cookies, or you know, a thing, a thing, and the other, a notepad. The other one was help, assistance yes. with. Things. Acts of service, yes. Yeah, acts
1: of service, which actually I found out is one of the director's big, big and only thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but anyhow, most of the people in my unit, there's me and another guy, and then there's all women. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, there are not any non-binary people. There is queer people.
0: Mm-hmm. But they all seem cis and relatively gender normative.
1: Yes, and have not expressed otherwise. Mm-hmm. So those people, for the most part, answered what, what is the correct what is the correct category of words of appreciation and the other one of recognition.
0: Um, words of affirmation and uh, praise, or something like yeah. I don't yeah. know. Recognition, recognition, okay. and so. praise, and affirmation, and okay. Yeah. So I've got it. I've got it right then. I think so. Okay, especially if so it's been adapted for work. They
1: almost all had that.
0: They almost all had the word things.
1: Yes, being appreciated and uh, recognized for their work. Yep. And my boss thought this was very amusing because I was was in her office when one of our other colleagues, the one that sits next to my work wife, came in to turn hers in. And hers was the same as all the other cisgendered female people. Mm Mm-hmm in the unit so far so the boss thought this was funny because they all wanted appreciation and recognition and what i wanted was as we said gifts and and help and help so you want and and, and and she noted that my least desired category was to hang out with me
0: oh quality time quality time i wanted none please go away you know... Just saying. That's an Just introvert. Saying. I mean, I think that's what it so is. So they had this little
1: conversation, the two of them, <laughs> about, mostly my boss, uh-huh. about, was this like a men and women thing? Like, that- men are from Mars and women are not type of deal? <laughs> like, were most men like this? And and my boss had had this conversation on her vacation recently, her and her cousin, we're sitting at a bar having, you know, drinks out and the, the bartender was talking to them and overheard them talking about love languages. And he went over there and said, this is why you're not finding anybody mm-hmm. because you want a guy who's going to do those things. And most of them are not going to do those things mm-hmm. of want to spend quality time and like, a, and want you to like talk at them because they're watching sports, and you're interrupting it. Mm -hmm. And that's what he told them. And they were joking around about it. But Mm -hmm. anyhow.
0: Yeah. And it's funny that, you know, again, it's that sense that Female type people want words and male type people want things and actions grunt and kick things women talk
1: right well here's a funny thing about tonight uh-huh is there is a person on, on under another supervisor okay and she was one of the people there tonight mhm and her languages are quality interaction and gifts uh-huh and so how we ended up having this discussion was she says to the person across the from her, why is this gift bag here and what is in here? What's happening?
0: Uh huh.
1: And um, that person starts laughing at her <laughs> and says, Well, this person had put her languages on a certificate outside her cubicle. No. And those two people work on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so they found it amusing, my work wife and this person, to find a gift bag and put a little toy in there.
0: That's great. And put
1: it in her cubicle as a gift. That's totally great. And what's even more funny is she
0: she really liked it. Of course. Yes. Because people for whom gift is the thing, it's as much the gift as it is the act of giving. Like the, the receiving is just as important as the actual item.
1: Yes. So it's funny because they didn't put a tag on it. She didn't open it sooner. You know, they didn't say to you from us mm-hmm. or something and nobody had said anything so right. she wasn't sure how it got there and so forth but but then she opened it and it was funny that is and, funny um, so then that person the other joker not my work wife she wasn't there, said, "I think we should all hang these things outside our cubicles because it's funny, and we could all add to them because they all said they should have added mm-hmm. gifts instead of ending up with what they ended up with. right. They could add it as a third thing at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so she made everybody one. Oh, yeah, that's great. So yeah, they're all hanging there. And she did ask. Did anybody not have quality time or recognition as their first thing? And I raised my hand.
0: I'm raising <laughs> of my hand course, now. of course, they cannot see it, but yes, hand
1: is raised, and they're like, "Oh, okay," because you know, yeah. nobody else had had done that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So we all have them hanging up now, and, and the they first... all added gifts to theirs,
0: and that's totally wild because, like. When you first got me gifts, when you and I were first dating, you brought me flowers one time and then you were letting me borrow your car and you left chocolates in the seat. Yes. And both times I was like, what is happening right now? (laughs) These chocolates are in my way. I
1: should move them. Yes.
0: I, I I think it was dark and I didn't even realize they were chocolates. I just like felt the seat to make sure I could sit down and there was something. So I put it in the other seat.
1: Mm-hmm. And I said, why didn't you eat the chocolates I left you?
0: And I said, the, those are mine? Yes. <laughs> those were chocolates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found it confusing. And the other thing that I found confusing was that sense that the receiving of the gift is more meaningful than the gift itself. Like I struggle to give you gifts sometimes because I'm like, it's going to be wrong. It's not going to be what he wants. It's going to be not the right version or not the right thing or not the right type or, and no matter how much I agonize over it, you're almost always like, oh, thank you. That's so great. And then you hug me and you make nice words at me and.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Then you get the things you wanted.
0: Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Even when I was quite certain I was doing it wrong. Yes. So that's kind of wild. And this makes me think about something I've heard on other podcasts where it's it's becoming almost a trope that the most trans thing you can do is wonder whether you're trans enough.
1: Yes, you mentioned this to me.
0: Which you have never had that experience, so maybe you're not trans enough, but... <laughs> <laughs> like everybody wonders, am I really transing right? And especially non-binary people are like, am I really trans? But then a lot of binary folks I'm hearing now are like, am I just thinking I'm binary because that's the cultural narrative that's been fed to me? Am I doing it wrong too? Wow. That's a
1: lot of thinking.
0: Isn't it though? Yes. Yes. And those cultural narratives of gender norms and gender essentialist tropes are what used to be used to determine whether or not someone qualified for medical care. Right. Now we have informed consent models of you can get your hormones if you can acknowledge that you understand what they'll do and take responsibility for any outcomes. Right. Yes. But it used to be that you don't get your letters that will let you access these hormones until you can prove that you are enough of a girl or enough of a boy that you really deserve them.
1: Yes. You had to demonstrate those cultural norms.
0: And it's kind of wild to me because... I don't think any cis person even lives up to all of those cultural norms. Like, I don't know any real person who's all girly girl or all macho man. You mean in real life? In real life, yes. Right. And so I find it odd that like that used to be the gold standard of transing. Okay, well, there's a lot of odd things
1: in the past and in the present. So fair. the oddity of it maybe demonstrates... I mean, maybe your point is that the demonstration there is how we've changed our views a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Some
1: of us, so I hear.
0: Yeah, well. Now, when you first considered transition and first started on that path a couple decades ago, were there higher expectations or more normative expectations of you to perform gender in a certain way to access care? I don't
1: know, because I wasn't paying enough attention to that and I didn't care. <laughs> Uh, it see, just makes me like a straight white guy
0: <laughs> so so there you were conforming to the norms yes. and that's the other funny thing like you do kind of fit the archetype you know the the original story of being aware of your gender at a very young age and being stereotypically tomboyish and being attracted to what should be the opposite gender. And this profile, you know, of what people would have expected is totally what you fit.
1: Yes, it would have been pretty easy for me to conform to that. Yeah.
0: And so... uh, I can not say that makes me
1: not the best person to explore that with. Yeah. What those differences are or the topic of who's trans enough.
0: True. And I think... There are a lot of things about you, though, that are not stereotypical macho man. And in a lot of ways, we do fit these Aussie and Harriet models, but in a lot of other ways, we don't.
1: You will do most tasks, whatever they may be, except dig a hole.
0: I am quite content to join you in doing manual labor tasks, as long as they do not involve digging a little bit of a hole and chopping up roots and then digging a little bit more of a hole and chopping up roots and then digging a little bit more of a hole. Yep. Any other manual task, any other labor-intensive physical task, man chores, yard work, building things...
1: Yes, but but you also enjoy
0: the ironing because... Because it's cathartic to have a thing that gets done and stays done. I can get all the wrinkles out and then it's nice and smooth. And God knows there's nothing else nice and smooth in our world. Right. I used to iron my clothes
1: and now you iron the clothes so I... Don't. But you do the dishes for the same reason.
0: Yes. They don't argue with me. They don't tell you that they contain the wrong things.
1: They don't tell me they're not doing the thing that they're doing.
0: They don't tell you that you are cleaning them wrong.
1: They don't tell me that I promised them otherwise.
0: (laughs) My God. And so you do the dishes because because they are... I wash them
1: and then they're clean and and it's all done.
0: There are so few things in our world that just get done and stay done. Like once you check them off the to-do list, they're checked off and eventually they will go back on the to-do list. But it's not like you're doing part of it and shuffling the rest of it down the to-do list. It's just actually done. Mm -hmm. But also you do dishes. Yes, I do. Which we had our Jesus friends over some years back. I remember having this conversation. We were sitting in the living room at our last house and she was saying something about how you did dishes and she wished that Her husband would do dishes and he had just been talking about how he was doing yard work and building things and, you know, doing other housework things while she was doing housekeeping things. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, would you have gone out and helped him repair the fence or fix that window? Or climb on the roof? I climb on the roof. Yes, you do. And that's the other thing. I think you said that in response to her being ridiculous about trying to get her husband to do the dishes when he does all the other stuff. I had just gone up on the roof to put up the Christmas lights and you said something about that. And you're like, well, if he does the dishes, are you going to go out and hang up the Christmas lights and walk on the roof? And she was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> right. That was just one example of how like dishes is a women's chore. But you'll do it just fine, and you'll enjoy having it done. Yes, and I might prefer that you go on the roof. I can't quite reach some of the
1: things. I'm shorter. Once you're up there, you can reach the things. Mm -hmm. When you couldn't, like when we had to have a steeper, like a farther climb up the ladder, I did go up there. Like you don't like to go the second story.
0: I don't know how to make the cooler on the roof go. And if you and I both go up there, we would need a third adult there holding the ladder for us.
1: So... Oh, I mean, like, in the front when you were hanging the Christmas lights, and I had to go hang them at the very top, because you didn't want to climb the ladder up there. Okay, I don't remember that. Oh, how unusual that I remember something, and you don't.
0: And by unusual, you mean it happens all the time? No, no. <laughs> I, I mean something that happened. Oh, you yes. Episodic things. memory. Yes, You okay. don't
1: remember things that haven't happened yet. I don't remember things that did happen.
0: Okay, fair. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have better episodic memory than you do. Yes. You have better chore task to do related memory than I do.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. But... You, you didn't want to go up there. That's all I know. Okay. And and I know in the back, it's just not a good idea for both of us to be on the roof regardless.
0: Yeah. So we'll see, just get in each other's and way. See, I keep hoping that one of these times we'll have somebody else who can watch the ladder and I can get up there with you and figure out what's where on that cooler.
1: Well, we could do that sometime and eventually you may have to be the person doing it because I'm older. What? And what? It's not always easy for me to do things like I would never climb around up on the you know the steeper part of the roof anymore mm-hmm. as I might have some years ago right I don't have the balance
0: for it see and I'm top heavy but I can also crawl around better than you can yeah are there any other non normative things that we do that buck the trends like I do the laundry and the cooking you do the most of the yard work and you built us a garden box and most of the repairs work but what else do we do that's sometimes not times Sometimes I do the laundry. You do sometimes do the laundry. You've been doing a lot of laundry lately because you've had one day extra day off you're, you've been working a four-day work week instead of five. And so you get one day that you want your clothes sooner than I'm going to get to them.
1: Yeah. When I think of what the rest of the guys expect to be happening according to cultural gender expectations, I often think, well, that's stupid or wrong or not the best approach. So nope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And some of that is because you don't have that conditioning. You know, I mean, some of these things are natural leanings because of evolutionary differences. And before I even start on the slippery slope to gender essentialism, I'm going to stop there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are large scale groupings in this bell curve of what would typically be masculine or feminine leanings and persuasions and aptitudes the the cultural enforcement is the cultural evident. enforcement of
1: that however it forms these ideas that you think are reality
0: they are not reality you have made that reality up i get tired of people making up reality it happens way too often around us Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was our kid saying tonight? He's fat because he eats too much protein?
1: Yes, that's what he said to
0: you. And bodybuilders need to eat more carbs. It's it's wild the way that some of these... You know, norms are enforced and expected by cultural construct. And I really appreciate that you are not given to following cultural constructs, that you bucked most of them when you were young, and so you have no intention of adhering to them now. You're welcome. See, words of affirmation. I know you're not. What? I'm like, oh, let me praise you because you're doing such a good job. And then you're like, you're welcome. (laughs) That's
1: why, that's why that goes that way.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a gift for doing such a good job. Okay. Make you a certificate to hang on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that might be funny.
1: It was funny tonight anyway.
0: It was that that is funny yeah. or acts of service I should do something to express my gratitude. So you
1: do do those things. You do help with things. All the things that we do in the house, we often say to each other, "Thank
0: you for doing the things." And until we were discussing this the other night, I didn't realize that for you that is received as an act of affection. I just thought I was just doing the things cuz they need doing. They do. Well, there's that. Okay. <laughs> but the fact that I have picked up one of your chores or done a thing that benefits you specifically or primarily, that yes, of course, I'm doing those things because I have affection for you. I'm not doing them specifically to express affection for you, but you do receive them as affection. Yes. I didn't realize that until we were talking about it the other night. Wow. Well. So, yay. I love you. <laughs> I love you too dude yeah. is there anything else I don't
1: know is that a good way to wrap it up I think so okay then. that's it
0: we'd love to hear from you so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic.gmail.com at or by commenting at our website transpantastic.net don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Are we ready? You're not going to make noise so that I can see your level on the thing before we start?
1: Oh, you didn't tell me to make noise. Well, I, I asked you a yes or...
0: Because you usually want quiet. When, when Once I start counting us down with my fingers, I want Quiet. But now I can see that you're picking up correctly and we're okay. good. Okay. So now I will count us down with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to snort. What else do we want
1: to say about this?
0: Mm. Uh, uh, two different ways we could go with it. Number one, we could lean into um, how are you and I uh, stereotypical and not? Or the other way we could go would be talking about the larger trans conversation of how people think they need to fit gender essentialist norms to really be the type of man or woman that they think they need to be. Well, out of many
1: of the other trainings and surveys that I've had at work, one of them made it clear to me that I am a thinker, and thinkers take a long time to decide, (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you're going to have to decide. Okay, let me grab a drink of water while I think. Okay. We might have time for both, depending on how short the first part goes. I was thinking that. I don't know. There was someplace else that my brain was starting to go with that, but it usually if I let it go and start making the words, my brain leads me there before my words get there, and I can follow it, and it's not working right now. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, too, because <laughs> I can't help with that. <laughs> <laughs>